This podcast represents my opinion and the opinion of my guests. This is not medical advice, and I am not establishing a patient-physician relationship with any listener. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each patient is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions you may have. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Not Your Doc podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa, and I'm here with our producer, Seth. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, you caught me off. Guard. And uh, Mr. Not Your Doc himself, Dr. Charles Tadros. How are you doing today, Dr. Tadros? Yeah, pretty well. Thank you. I was waiting for you to say doctor. I forget. He's the doctor. I, yeah. I'm for, yeah. It works out. Whoever. Yeah. If you listen to the first part of this episode, you know why. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he killed a man. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, we, so uh, this is sort of the second part of our conversation about failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our first part, we definitely encourage uh, listeners to go back and take a listen to was sort of about our personal experiences with what we called failures. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of analyzed them as a group and did a really cool exercise with that. Definitely encourage you to check that out if you haven't listened to it. And um, apply it to yourself. And apply it to yourself, yeah. definitely. Um, and sort of this is the 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 natural progression of the conversation into a second part, which is kind of about how society and our culture set up um, our mm-hmm. traditional definitions of success and failure and how to maybe reframe that. Yeah. And society is society is not just global or just American, but also even at the microscopic level in your own household, your own your own cultural uh, norms, yeah, expectations. Okay, so set us up for this conversation, Doctor Tadros. Tell us how you think about this, and then sort of how you want us to think about this. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think about society as uh, as one of the jobs of society. One of the jobs of our, any any culture is uh, is kind of a, a collective brain. It's a collective memory mm-hmm. that remembers everything from wisdoms, and that includes the positive stuff, what to do, and the 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 the, the caveats, the warnings. Sure. Uh, so, uh, for instance, whenever we hear older folks say it takes a village to raise kids, it's uh, kind of Letting us know is kind of a short statement. These pithy little proverbs uh, as that uh, let us know that we're not alone in, in these difficult tasks, especially tasks that we may, may not be familiar with, not we don't think we're good at, um, and uh, that there are other people around us, experienced people around us to help us. So sure. that's kind of that one statement. That's what it means to me. Um, so wisdom, uh, societal wisdom, sometimes is codified, is put into into law, into rules, uh, rules of the road that we learn when we were fifteen or sixteen, so we can get our license. So this wisdom, uh, you know, um, whenever we take a driver's test, it's, it's practical stuff. Stopping, uh, you know, lengths of car lengths before uh, stopping and dry, dry pavement versus wet pavement, um, you know, coming to full stop. All these things um, are actually wisdom. It's not just rules for the heck of it, but actually wisdom that's put into rules and mm-hmm. kind of and society tends to work better on average. Right, on yeah, average. yeah. They're not just arbitrary. That's right. Not yeah, just, it's a, ba- just it's based on right. experience, right? Traditionally, old old days, wisdom was oral or visual. It was not just that's why we have stories, poetry, and, and mm-hmm. uh, song, dance, all these things. All sorts of stories are, are told. Information is passed on that way. It's sometimes easier for us to remember and understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pictures and stories and videos nowadays. Uh, the obvious problem is the wisdom now that we can spread it very quickly. 
Twitter, Instagram, all these things, is that it, oftentimes people make it sound as if it's a blanket statement. That it's just a little pithy statement covers all truths for all times for every individual for all situations and that's where we get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that because it sounds cool, it sounds clean and short and 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 and, and rhymes sometimes that it's true and it's true for everybody at every, all the times and it's right. oftentimes it's not. Uh, and so oftentimes whenever we run up against societal norms or societal wisdoms uh, that don't seem to work out for us. Uh, that sometimes we're the one that is wrong. Uh, mm. That that we're we're the we're the blame. That we didn't follow. We didn't understand it. We didn't le- learn. We didn't listen. We didn't follow. And we're the one to the point where sometimes it's immoral, unethical. Some of the stuff that uh, that we didn't work out for us. Um, uh, so then, for, therefore, what follows? What we've talked about, Brene Brown, and a lot of people have talked about is the shame and the mm-hmm. guilt and the embarrassment of what appears to be failures. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't make it into. It didn't make it. You know, didn't make the team or didn't make it into uh, because you didn't. You, seemingly quote unquote try hard enough or work hard enough because that's what the you know the norms of society is that if you work hard that you will achieve and if it doesn't work out for you that somehow there's something wrong with you and you didn't have a work ethic right, so yeah yeah that's a good start all right so let me reflect that back to you to make sure that i'm i'm following your thinking here at least my yeah one person's ideas yes. so you know wisdom this societal wisdom is kind of coded language for a definition of success or failure, yeah. right? So, I mean, like, we, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, w- there's almost an, an implication, like, well, it's wise to do this as if it's, like, a suggestion. Right. But wisdom definitely has, like, an undertone of, like, this is the right way yeah, to do Yeah, there's a right something. way and a wrong way. A right way be- and a wrong better way than everybody else's An way. acceptable way right. or right. maybe right. unacceptable. That's right. Um, And then, and so those, like, those culture social and cultural expectations aren't like we said they're not just arbitrary they're informed by centuries, centuries sometimes of experience right, right? Yeah. Of, you know sometimes with family like the nuclear family has been what has sustained humanity for you know a thousand years or whatever and so we mm-hmm. have to continue that or right. um it, in more modern terms you know with with education and career goals that yeah, you have right. to follow a very specific mm-hmm. uh you know, stepwise set of achievements in order to end up with a good career. Mm -hmm. Um, And it definitely seems to me that the, the wisdom and the expectations are always given with a good intention, right? Yeah, sure. Of course. But the impact of them is not universally positive, right? Yeah. Because the wisdom, the blanket statement, like you said, doesn't fit everybody in every situation at every point in their lives. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's. I want us to talk about um, some of the ones that you brought up here, uh, kind of breaking down into four categories. So, um, you know, societal wisdom about family, education, work, and then interpersonal kind of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start off with family. What do you feel like is kind of the the main message that society is telling us about family? Well, I mean, so people will quote studies and 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 and. and we always have to be careful just because something is published and published in a reputable journal doesn't mean it's always uh, accurate or applies to the situation because good right. studies are very narrow yeah. in their scope, right? So this is all sorts of whether it's uh, criminology or, or, or biochemistry is very narrow in its scope. Any good study, it's very hard to make a study that's expansive mm-hmm. and, and get it published uh, because it's just, it's just massive, uh, right. all the potential confounding uh, factors. So for family, the idea is that, you know, 
people people get married people you know they, they get to know each other they get to marry they get a house they have children you know they work regularly and they retire and stuff like that there's a stepwise and on average it'll work out for a lot of people a lot of people work out but the problem is if if that's not your nature if that's not how you were brought up that's not your that's not your inkling that's not your gut feeling mm. that's not where you are in life whenever you you know you sense these things that mm. you you know so so that's that's one of the things so it's not that that the nuclear family doesn't work is that you know if it's kind and loving and all sorts of supportive all sorts of stuff yes it's a much better chance of working but sometimes a nuclear family is harmful sometimes mm. staying together mom and dad staying together in an abusive relationship or there's drug abuse and stuff like that is actually harm uh, potentially harmful for the for those patients those, those adults and especially for the youngsters um, so that's part of the issue that we run into and the other thing of course is that we now that we are we, we, we move away from our, our friends and fam- our, 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 our childhood friends and our family so our, our supports are we kind of set up shop our lives elsewhere mm-hmm. following jobs or whatever whatever uh, you know how we we have to you know and if you don't want to have a nuclear family in your new location you know how we still want people to have a good life yeah and what they determine to be a good life so it's i think we have to kind of be accepting with the rest of us who may think that well there's a primary way and then there are all the other ways and good luck with the other ways sure you know the, a lot of people do the other quote unquote other ways how, how how can they be how do we support them how they can they be successful how can we interact and live with each other mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a really good point at the end there that you know how can we um how can we support how can we be accepting and how can we support people who are choosing these you yeah, know, quote unquote alternative choose. ways of doing things alternative to us alternative, alternative to, to us right, yeah, yeah. To the, for them it's common or normal yeah. or, or accepted or within their 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 friend group or whatever yeah. cultural group is very acceptable and where we're the other people are aberrations so it's, it's part of this stuff and people say well if I accept you then that means that I have to have to be like you and therefore I have to uh, con- yeah, condone condone, yeah. condone and the answer is absolutely not yeah and and like and we're not talking about like like deviance here like no, pe- people right, right. having romantic relationships with their animals or something right. like that. Yeah, I mean this is like this stuff, is right. just different family structures. Sometimes right. it's a blended family, sometimes right. it's two men in a relationship, two women in a relationship, yes. children, no children, right. adopted children, yeah. aunts, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins living together. I mean there are so many different ways that family can look like that community right. can look like right. um have you seen it ever in patients where they have this like very rigid idea of what sure. family should have looked like for them or should right. look like for them that kind of limits them from making actually better choices no i mean this is i mean you and i know we're, we're the first easy one there's some are are Population, our, our patients' population is transgender. Yeah, I mean those are the very obvious uh, ones that come to mind. Uh, oftentimes they're 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 born into families that uh, didn't understand, didn't know, are not accepting, and it's very hard for people to come out and express it. As youngsters, they don't understand how to express it, etc. And mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, and nowadays now it's much more public and much more uh, more discussion. Sometimes it's not discussion. Sometimes it's kind of yelling and etc. But but this is something where now I have to step back and say, hey, maybe that's not what I understand, what I believe, what I mm. see, what I feel, right. but it's it's there. And these are real people. These are one on one, 
wonderful, just like any other person I run into. Yeah. I mean, so uh, so this is the shame of it all. Um, and it's always a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, and, and people don't want to be wrong. Sure. They don't want to be corrected, especially in public. Uh, they don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, uh, but also, how do you how do you get to know about whether how people how other people live, or how the people believe, or how people see themselves or other people? So you have to be around and ask. Um, yeah. So. I think too. There's, you know, like we we're saying, you know, that in in you know the wisdom, there's sort of an implicate an implied definition of what success is and what failure is. Yeah. And I definitely, I mean, I have a almost four month old at home right now, but I was, yeah, you know, who? one of the, you know, I'm I'm an I'm an older parent, right? <laughs> I'm in my, I'm 33. Yeah. Um, having my first child, my husband and I had our first child, Congrats. and for a while we weren't sure if we wanted to have kids at all. Sure. And I know lots of other people who ha- are you know, are intentionally remaining childless or mm-hmm. um, are not sure if they want to have children. Sure. And there are a lot of there's a lot of pressure, and mm-hmm. there tend to be a lot of value judgments against people who yes don't have children for whatever reason or who have chosen not to have children. Um, within certain culture, within certain, yeah. you know, little micro uh, cultures within. Yeah. But because uh, other there are other people your age and yeah, and younger and older who don't have shows, same thing. Mm-hmm. So you would be accepted within the, the, those uh, folds of people. Sure. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, one. So uh, in in that sense that the, you know, the cultural wisdom of you have, you know, have to be a two parent right. family with two point five children and live in a house with mm-hmm. a picket fence and the dog and the car and the whole nine yards. Like, yeah. There's um, nobody questions you. If you get those, nobody questions you. It, yeah, that's a, that's a key. It's yeah. like it's like you can cruise on that one. People just assume that. Yep, just you know, that's like you're a, not a bona fide person right. or a bona fide citizen or a bona fide success, right? right? So that, that's sort of what we talked about. It's like the you know the sure. success with the capital S is you know right. rich, <laughs> you're wealthy, you have a good you stable know, financially stable, stable all right. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And so this is, I mean, it's important. I certainly grew up in a very rigid uh, uh, way of thinking and uh, how my family was ra- raised me and, is, and the, the, role, the the modeling and uh, the role models and the people around my neighborhood, the same, the same you know, we're settled in this neighborhood that reinforced our, our, our beliefs right, and behaviors. Right, right, right. So, I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the, whenever you go out into the world, you meet, this is why people oftentimes have to leave to go to college and stuff like that is because they need to see other things. Otherwise, your mm-hmm. grade school through high school and whatever else is the same 10, you know, you know yeah. gang of people. Yeah. So the, the other one that I feel like sort of falls underneath family is like the, this sort of message or assumption that like you, um, unless you are very religious or mm. observant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or unless you are not mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. unless you're secular, mm-hmm. that you can't have a good life, right. that there's no, like right. it, it, you either have to be super religious according mm-hmm. to your, you know, the in-group that you want to be a part of, or you sure. have to be very secular according to the in-group that you're a part of, mm-hmm. and that there's sort of no in-between. Yes. And, I mean, I could speak, like, personally, that's been sure. a, a very challenging, you know, piece of wisdom for me to navigate, being raised in a very, very devout and religious yeah. home, um, that it's somewhere in the middle for me is actually where the truth lies, mm-hmm. and I have to be... I'm the one that has to right. come to my own journey. decision about what expectation, what set of expectations is going to work for me. Yep. It's a, str- it's a struggle. It's an existential struggle that you're trying to do while you yeah. take care of the baby and go to work and everything else. You still have that the, the bigger question about these things. And, was, and this is, I think, and sometimes we run into teens and preteens that are already worried about these things yeah. um, and you know, talk about anxious kids. 
they're not just worried about you know what you know, their friend group and stuff. They're worried about war. They're worried yeah. about you know, about where yeah, they yeah. God, and they're worried about all sorts of humongous. Yeah, and, yeah. They, humongous. No wonder they're anxious, and because there's there's no way to resolve it, so you can mm. finish your day and you know and right. go on and have a nice day. So yeah, so this is I think a lot of stuff is is the journey is the the struggle. Uh, you know, what does it say? The struggle, the, the struggle is the way, or the struggle is the the, the, the is the the uh, um, for 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 Stoics. Mm. Uh, so uh, so not to be afraid of the struggle, but also to be to know that there are people out there that that uh, hopefully will guide you yeah. not, and challenge you appropriately, but not all threaten, not be threatening. And that's always hard balance to yeah. if you bring it up to not feel threatened uh, to whenever you bring up questions. Right. Yeah. I definitely think too, you know, as you brought up before with, you know, t- Twitter and social media and all the different ways that we can, uh, we face that, um, th- those very rigid expectations mm-hmm. and definitions mm-hmm. of success and happiness and beauty. Um, mm-hmm. When that's in your face all the time, especially as a young person, like it's extremely hard to learn that there's nuance to so many different things and it's, many alternatives um, to, success your you know your path forward can look so many different ways unfortunately people come to us for more medications yeah. because they don't feel successful right because they feel that they're wrong or something's wrong with them and so and then a lot of stuff is to say you know part of it is that you didn't realize that you were checking yourself you were mm-hmm. being measured from yes. outside and you're measuring yourself yeah. and and some of this stuff is not should not automatically uh, this is some of the challenging questions whenever you right. do therapy it's like why do you assume that you have to be a whatever or you ought to be or you know just because you have these uh, options that you should partake or you should choose a harder one or the sure. bigger one so all these things are part of, of, of therapy um, uh, and and a lot of times people will realize that they're happy where they are you know, they do the circuitous yeah, path yeah, yeah, and they yeah. come back where they, yep, nope, I should be living in this town. Nope, I shouldn't be in this faith. Yeah. Nope, I should be in this marriage. So it's not that they decide to, you know, dump it and run, but they actually come back through, through after hard work and, and mm-hmm. now adult eyes, adult thinking, right. not just absorbing it as a youngster from family. And they come back and they said, yep, this, you know, this faith, this, this, this relationship is what I should be doing, just like I've already been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So you said, um, uh, that you know, doing doing it the 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 hardest way or the most challenging mm-hmm. way is not necessarily a, a requirement. Can you talk about how that applies, like with ed, with education specifically, and how that's yeah, kind of a, sure. a uh, piece you know, of wisdom that sets people up for failure. Um, sometimes. You know, yeah. I'm, uh, and and it's uh, you know my big fact Greek wedding is not just a, this came out several years ago it's not just about Greek weddings this is just a metaphor for for in, you know parents and in laws and all sorts of stuff so the quick answer is every every culture every has their equivalent of big fat Greek wedding people are in your families are in your business they want the best for you but mm-hmm. they want you to work and you pick yourself by boots all sorts of things like that so the quick answer is that oftentimes you know is that the 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 the, the biggest the biggest degree with the hard Hardest school at, with the, that makes the most amount of money with the biggest house and the nicest car, all that stuff. Somehow, some version of that, maybe not exactly like that, but some version of that ends up in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, as the only acceptable right, way, as the to best be way, successful. the first yeah. way, the best sure, way, yeah. the only way. Uh, so some version of the best and the biggest and the fanciest and the stuff like that. Um, and a lot of it is not narcissistic, not self, not you know, not narcissistic, not uh, not self love, but the idea to show that you work hard and you come from good yeah. stock, you come yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. good stock, from good family who cared about you, and you, 
value value in, intelligence and intellect and knowledge and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, and and so sometimes that's automatic. Somehow it's painted uh, in our brain that mm-hmm. this, this is what what is what some version of that. Um, and the answer is you can be extremely extremely successful if you kind of re- redefine it your way. It's not that you ignore best schools or, or, or majors that, that mm-hmm. get, have, get increase the chance of making more money. But you realize that you may not be, it may not be 100% you, you know, yeah. that bits and pieces of, of that may be you, maybe none of it. But but there are other pieces that, that sometimes you have to go hunting. It may not be in your church, it may not be in your synagogue, it may not be in your family, but you have to go hunting. And that's what being young is all about, is to explore. I'm not talking, saying explore heroin. I'm saying exploring your options and opportunities, your, mm-hmm. your, your talents, your interests. And a lot of times that means you have to travel, you have to read, you have to, to talk to people um, so you can understand more of what's out there so that you feel more secure in trying to make a decision or a choice or a path for yourself. Mm-hmm. Not that it locks you in forever, but you know that's what a lot of people I think are afraid nowadays is they're afraid of making a choice, having children, not having children, moving to this town, not moving yeah, this yeah, town, yeah. taking this job. Yeah. They're afraid that if, if they pick it, it's wrong, they're going to be stuck. Stuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they've, lost, they've lost time and money because they tried this thing and didn't it didn't work out mm-hmm. but like we said before you're all these are lessons and this is the problem all these are lessons along the way now some of them you know you'd like to cut your losses if things are terrible for you a relationship or a job or a town you want to be able to cut your losses and you know not stay, hang out for years but that's important and this is a challenge this ability to do the juggling um um, and and sometimes our parents and our teachers and our schools don't do that for us. They don't show us there's you know some there's certain paths. There are other paths you may have to explore yeah. because we don't know. I'm you know I'm a chemistry teacher. I know biochemistry. I may not yeah. know. I may not. I know some other things, but I may not know everything that you may have options for out there. I certainly think that um, <laughs> what I I experienced that with uh, education. I just shared in the previous episode that you know my. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my school, my high school, you know, it was a public high school, but still it was like the, the only option for just about everybody was to go to college. You know, that was all we were prepared for all we were trained for. It was the only really thing that was even mentioned as an, you know, it was was sort of kind of like a throwaway or, you know, if you're not good enough to go to a four-year college, I guess you could always, Go to vocational right. school or to your school, and you know, or whatever. join the yeah, military right. if you have to, or something like that, which right. is very a very disparaging way to to view those other choices, which are e- not just equally good, but could you know end up Dramatic. in all, dramatically more income and right. purpose and all kinds it, of stuff. It could be life, literally life saving, to pick something that, that's not that's not a four year college. Literally, yeah. it could be life saving. And I I think yeah. that um, that. It it's so important that you say it like that because the rigidity, this this very specific expectation of what success is, the four year college thing, the you know the two parent family and the two point five kids, like if people aren't given permission <laughs> yeah. to, and if they don't realize that they can give themselves permission. Yes. To choose which of those expectations to hang on to yes. and to live by, that it literally can end in death. Right. <laughs> that the despair becomes so overwhelming, mm-hmm. the self-hatred for not being able to live up to this expectation, sure. 
the regret, the longing, whatever it yep. is, that unfulfilled feeling mm-hmm. can be so persistent and just tear a person down all the way to nothing. That's right. Both physically, a, 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 a psychic death, a psychological death, yeah. a suicide, and et cetera, and physical illness that leads to death. Yeah, so that's uh, and that's a challenge. And the problem is, is we want to belong to a group. Sure. And if our group plays soccer and and goes to party at Friday nights and stuff like that and all these four five six everything and then you, but you go to a different you a different path than the rest of the, your friends you're you're kind of an outsider unless your friends are kind and accepting all mm-hmm. very special friends which is always important by the way but and that's that's the, you want to belong mm-hmm. um, and and oftentimes the, what you belong is the same you know the same group tends to do the, I went to University of Illinois because my friends went to University of Illinois blah 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 it sure. wasn't it wasn't because I had deep knowledge about other any other schools anywhere else mm-hmm. so anyway so I belonged at some level I'd like you to share briefly again the little anecdote that you gave us in the last episode about your choice not to do the match program mm-hmm. after you finished medical school and instead yeah. deciding to do something slightly different. A lot different. <laughs> um, and how, like, mm-hmm. why did you make that choice? And and what about yourself led you to make that sure. choice? Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of stuff is uh, because we work in the mental health field. We do we we, we help run an academy clinic. Uh, a lot of stuff is mental health, and I, mm. I didn't realize it whenever I went to the University of Illinois as an undergrad. I became severely depressed. This mm. was in 1982. I did not realize. I did not know what the word depression, even though my mind was bipolar. Nobody sat down and says, "You kids are at risk for this." And I, so yeah. I became severely depressed. I no, not practically non-functional, um, and, but I ground through, and everything was a burden. You know, yeah. getting up, opening up a book, turning in homework. Everything was just enormous burden, and I was drowning. I literally was drowning. I didn't know what was happening. I just thought I was dumber than I and I realized and stuff like that. I didn't. We didn't even have AP in my under my high school. We haven't even heard of a, a advanced placement credit, let wow. alone had it. Yeah. And some of my friends on the same dorm floor had come from well-to-do northern suburb of Chicago, and they sure. already had 27, 28 credit hours, yeah. college credit Going hours. Into college, and I, yeah. I had never even heard of a uh, advanced placement uh, credits and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so I was I was behind in select ways. Uh, was not it was not that I was not uh, it was not that I was dumb, but I was severely severely depressed. I didn't recognize what the signs and symptoms were. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, but but so that was way back in high school to, into undergrad. So unfortunately, and fortunately, people don't realize this, and physicians don't talk about this. Typically, within a couple of years of the first bout of depression, you can go into spontaneous remission. Mm. So it turns out that I kind of went into a spontaneous remission uh, so about the sophomore year, and it did fairly well from then on for, for my undergrad, and et cetera. Uh, but then, then the depression kind of came back, and I didn't, once again, I still had not recognized it. I had still not diagnosed myself or sent my, et cetera. And so in med school, I kind of hate, I liked read, uh, understanding and learning. I liked the human physiology, cell biology, but I just didn't understand what I was what was happening to me. Um, and it made it super, super hard to kind of study. Anyway, um, so finish, finish, and I loved seeing patients. That was my third and fourth year in medical school. My first two years are book years, and then my last two years are you're, you're, you do you do um, stints in different parts of the hospitals and, mm-hmm. and clinics. Uh, so I kind of I kind of understood that I like to think deeply about problems. Right. Um, uh, so uh, I'm not, I didn't want to necessarily do surgery all sorts of stuff. Uh, but these nuances I didn't quite understand about myself. And this is where, uh, you know, people say, well, you're good at math. You must want to, you know, become an accountant yeah, or yeah, do, yeah, yeah. become yeah, a scientist. Yeah. The answer is you like a certain part of theoretical math sure. that does not allow you to become an accountant or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful about these, you know, 
people want to shadow me because I'm a physician. There's a lot of things that are medical or health related or people related or biology related that does not involve seeing patients at midnight. Sure. So, so this is kind of the nuances I think that I wish, would wish that people would understand whenever they're younger and explore more things. Uh, but anyway, so it came to the point where I recognized I was just I was going to be uh, uh, jumping into into residency that I was not sure about and all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. I, I pictured myself doing research, but I was you know I had terrible two terrible research experiences undergrad and med school. Partly probably was because of me, probably because of my, mm. my, 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 how my brain was oriented. Regardless, um, um, I, you know, what happened was that, that being set free whenever I didn't have to do the match, didn't have to get locked in into something I wasn't sure about. And I went to the, the person I was doing a little bit of research with and said, hey, I can't, you know, do rat research, you know, rodent research. Um, uh, he, <laughs> he said, he said, essentially, uh, you know, Get it, get you know, do a year, it's called a transitional year, uh, do a year and 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 get your abilities to get your Missouri state license. So you can go support yourself, so your parents don't have to support you. Um, that's what residents uh, are able to do to get paid to be a resident and also moonlight on the side. But uh, so that kind of set me free, and I think that freedom, uh, I, I'm 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 able to be self sufficient if I'm set free, and I, my brain gets locked into that. Yeah. Got to have to and stuff like that. Yeah. So that freedom, not to be lazy, not to just bum around, but to to find to kind of. Uh, beat beat my own path um, was it turns out it was really really important for me. Sure. And I didn't. I never really realized that. I I just kind of found my way, but I never realized. I never vocalized that. Right. And I, I whenever I look at people, sometimes I see that. I remind them sometimes you don't need more medicines from us. Sometimes you need a different life situation. Sure. Uh, and and that's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge. Uh, but people would rather take a pill or an infusion or a shot mm-hmm. than potentially change where they live or who they live with yeah. or where, what part of the country or, or all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. So two things I identify in that situation was number one, you, you had to be brave. Mm-hmm. You had to be brave to do that. It was a bra- it was a brave choice to sort of go against the grain, go against what everybody else in your in group was doing right. and, and make this choice for you that you knew maybe not all the way specifically no, I, I was not aware yeah right of how how much better it was going to suit you suit right. your skills right. and your personality and all that kind of stuff but right. you made you made a brave choice and then the other thing too is that you had to um it required you to decide which expectations you were mm-hmm. going to hang on to for right. yourself right like yes. i mean obviously you still wanted to be a hard working person you right. still wanted to be a doctor all right. that kind of stuff um, but you were letting go of the expectation that you have to go directly into a match and into a residency right. and, fo- and follow that path. And it's embarrassing. I'm not saying that it was easy once I did. It was embarrassing. It was shameful that, you know, I could I didn't do the match. When people said, I match here. Where did you match? I'm like, oh, you know, uh, you know, like people asking, how's your marriage going? It's like, well, I'm a div- I'm separated. I'm divorced. Sure. It's, like, oh. it's like you're doing the right thing for yourself and, and you're trying to work hard. But it's it really uh, a lot of uh, uh the optics, the perspective of other people—they don't know what to say. They they look away. They mumble. Mm. They won't. You know. They say, "Oh, okay," and they walk away. Sure. So th- that's part. I think that's important for young people to understand is that that the, 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 that they can still say soundly and securely, or even if they're not sure, say, "I'm not sure," and say, "Be secure." Yeah. Uh, and saying, "I'm not sure," right. but also recognize that people, including your own family, this is the kicker: friends and family, people who love you, people who support you in all sorts of ways, all of a sudden may not know how to what to say and how sure. to say it so uh, but it's almost like there there's two there's two parts of that because like you can you can do 
every single thing that your family mm-hmm. or that your your advisors or whatever, all the right. all the steps that people are telling you to, and then arrive there and not be happy, right. That's right. <laughs> and not function, and not not be you know successful or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flip side of that is some. You know, you you have to be willing to risk a little discomfort in those things in order to figure out what is going to be best for you. Yeah, it's a lot of discomfort. There's some some freedom. Quietly, by yourself, you feel freed. But if you're facing your family, your parents, the people who paid for stuff and like saying, I'm not going to go the path that I'm, it's it's very extremely um, disconcerting. It's extremely... Physically, I mean, your butterflies in your stomach and sick to your stomach and all sorts of stuff like that. But I think it's a really important... uh, developmental step to coming into your own sense of self-worth. That's a good point, yes. Um, it is a type of developmental, and, right. And identity mm-hmm. and um, just self-knowledge. Yes. Um, because we do, we see a lot of people at our clinic who by the, you know, society standards right. have degrees and nice houses and nice right. cars right. and children that are successful and do great things mm-hmm. who are deeply unfulfilled who are mm-hmm. depressed who are anxious who are traumatized who do not have good insight into their situation or mm-hmm. why any of their life choices may have ended them you know up with where they are there so um that's why we wanted to talk about this right yeah. is that yeah. The answer is it's okay within yes. certain. You're not going to shout it from the mountaintop. Right. I decided not to do this, or I decided right. to skip this, or I decided. I've I'm given up to, brushing my teeth. Right. I've given. Uh, yeah. So it's, you're not <laughs> like, going to yeah. uh, yell it from the mountaintop. But, right. But within certain circles, in front of yeah. your therapist, your loved one, whatever, whomever right. else, your minister, your, uh, your rabbi, in front of them, and and to be to be accepted and said, you know what. You know what? I know that you're struggling, and you. Mm. If you say that you want to do this, you know, let's see. Let's let's yeah. do it. Let's see what we can do to help and stuff like that. That's the. And sometimes people just say, well, "I love you," and you know, call me, call me if you need money or this and that. Just let me know. Uh, no questions asked. Literally, the words "no questions, uh, no questions asked." We're here to help is enough to set people off to go to do their stuff without having to ask yeah. anymore. It's, it's like it's like. Really? Yeah. You don't have to sleep on somebody's sofa or take their money and right. just say, if you want a place to stay or if you want you know, money for, 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 for this, you know, it's here. I'm not going to question about you know, how hard you're working or whatever, right. how you're spending it. Uh, you know, that's, that's enough for a lot of people to say, you know, it's, it's, I'm getting the right type of support. Yeah. We could definitely go on and on and on about sure. this. I think a good wrapping point is honestly what you're bringing up there at the end, just like how we can help support people who right. are in this kind of like self-discovery process on their own mm-hmm. as well, too. I, I think a, a huge a, a huge thing that we can do to support people there is just to say, I trust you. Right. You know, like if they're if, if someone's wanting to make a, a choice, make a try something different, go out on a limb um, you break the mold, whatever sure. words we want to describe is that we, we need to tell people that we, we trust them. I trust you. Um, and that can be enough sometimes, just like you said, to give people a vote That's of confidence, right. like, okay, I can, and I this can is try includes young people who here. don't know yeah. much. I right. mean, you know, I, uh, this is the hard part. Um, is that young people? I mean, there's certain things that are permanent. You know, if they if they want to jump off of, off of a, off of a building without a parachute, you're gonna have to say, hey, this may not. Yeah, this is right. probably not going to work, sure. no matter how much believe how much I believe yes. in you. 
So certain things are kind of permanent and, and food. it's called I want calculated risk, not yeah. any risk. Absolutely. You know, let's take a fistful of pills with vodka and let's see what happens. No, no. that is not okay. Right. So the but but calculated risks and understanding that they you know people may not you know have a place to stay or sleep and other things like that. They may have to couch surf. They may have to come back home. It's important. It turns out, it, and this is the hard part, it turns out you may have maybe three, four, five really big uh, decisions in your life that mm. will make life, you know, who, who, you, who, you love, who, who, you, who you date and who you marry, what kind of profession, where you live. It's hard to live in, in the, out, uh, the outer uh, areas of Alaska and become a multimillionaire sure. by yourself. So this is why people congregate in, in, in big cities and yeah. stuff like that. So, so there's certain things that are really big decisions that, that, that uh, make a, are turning points in people's lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, how you invest early on in life. All these things make a big decision. Tons and tons of lots of things that you can make, lots of errors, usually cut your sh- losses short, uh, mm. uh, and, and you'll still come out really, really fine. Yeah. And this is hard for people to understand. They think that every decision, everything is is, uh, is, uh, is a make it or break it. The answer is uh, literally three, five big decisions in your life that make or break kind of a big uh, stuff. And even then you can recover. Right, absolutely. Uh, you're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're even not if stuck. you make, if yeah. you, you know, if you have to get a divorce or you get wiped up, bankruptcy, it's not, and this is the hard part. This is the difficulties for people to understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Tadros. That was another great discussion. Uh, Thank you. And as always, guys, you can send your questions, feedback uh, to uh, you can email us at notyourdocpod at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, uh, and also our website at notyourdoc.com. Got links to all of our episodes there. Coming up on 40 episodes, right, Seth? This is it. I believe so. I think this is 39. All right. Yeah. Coming up soon. Um, we're going to have, uh, you know, some more interviews, stuff like that coming up later. Notyourdoc.com, the, um, all the episodes, Dr. Tadros's blog, all the good stuff. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Um, Dr. I think Tadros. Our, uh, 50th episode, Seth. I think Dr. Tadros is taking us out to dinner, right? So, oh, we'll yes. Go, we'll go, we'll great. Go skiing. We'll go skiing. Yeah, we'll go live very from, different uh, from each other, but okay. Something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. All see right, you good. later. All right. See you. This previous podcast represents my opinions and the opinions of my guests. This is not medical advice, and I'm not establishing a physician-patient relationship with any listener. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only, and because each patient is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions that you may have.